my god. Do you like body shapes? Yeah. Do you like basic shapes? Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy. You're going to be able to buy steaks mwah, mwah, every night. You might buy a house while you're here. Oh my, it just dawned on me. Shapes, sizes. That's, That's so, so cool. cool. <laughs> yeah. Welcome to Things I Got Wrong, your general trivia podcast with a healthy dose of internet media things. I'm Ryan Bott. I'm Rachel Miller. I'm Stuart Hopkins. And today we are super excited to bring on uh, a misinformation podcast, Julia and Lauren. Uh, welcome to the show. Hi, y'all. Hello. Thanks so much for having us. Super Thanks for excited. joining us. I, I have to say right off the bat, I've, I've been listening to some of your episodes, and my first thought was, if we ever get uh, audio to work as clues on our show... I want to just do book synopsises based on your uh, spoken representation <laughs> of them. <laughs> I listened to uh, one of the literature in the book by their first uh, sentences mm-hmm. episodes. And I think the book Metamorphosis was literally just, ah, I'm a giant bug. <laughs> <laughs> and I think that would be a great trivia question. That was that was one of Julia's episodes. It was very good. So That's awesome. <laughs> oh, thanks. Yeah, but I'm so impressed. There's so much good stuff that Middle Earth one, all sorts of really good stuff. And uh, you both are museum workers. We are. Yeah. Nice. Yes. So um, awesome. I'm the archivist at the Strong National Museum of Play that's here in Rochester, New York. So I deal with primary documentation relating to papers of toy designers and game inventors and video game creators and oh all sorts of God. great things related to play. Mm-hmm. That's, That's so, so cool. cool. It is. I mean, it's God, pretty cool. I mean, <laughs> no, honest to God, it's one of the coolest museums to ever go into. Like, whether you have children with you or not, it's literally like a wondrous playground. They have the um, Sesame Street stoop, like a replica <gasps> of it. Whoa. And I, when I turned the corner and saw it for the first time, I burst into tears. It is. <laughs> Like the most joyful, most wonderful place. So I, if you are anywhere near Rochester, New York, you should definitely stop by the Strong National Museum of Play. Well, thanks, Lauren. I'm always happy to plug your museum. Yeah. Our honestly, like our most popular exhibit actually in those of those folks who are from New York State or um adjacent states will be very familiar with the grocery chain Wegmans. And Mm -hmm. in fact, we have a mini Wegmans inside the museum (laughs) for for kids to play with. And I gotta tell you, like when we have our adults like 21 and overnights, like you gotta line (laughs) into the mini Wegmans just to like play with the mini shopping carts and the food pack. Packages and like bring yourself up. It's oh boy, which is it's crazy awesome. because it's literally laid out exactly like a Wegman's, just at like a one fourth scale. <laughs> like it's not. It's exactly like going grocery shopping, only smaller, and people just lose their minds at it. It's, Everyone's it's, equally as drunk as normal. Exactly. <laughs> it's true. I, it's true. I am just delighted hearing this. I am just absolutely <laughs> delighted. All these things are like sending off my, oh my gosh, this sounds like fun, Sparks. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's what it's supposed to be. Safe. So yeah, it's it's for people of all ages. Um, we're a history museum. We're not just a children's museum, despite mm-hmm. what some people might think because of the subject matter. Um, I tell people you need like f- at least five hours to get through everything. It's yeah, it's a really great uh, great trip to Rochester. Mm-hmm. That's and awesome. that's where we're going next. Yeah. <laughs> 
Of course. Why would we go to France again or anywhere else? We can go to Rochester. <laughs> it's like, what, a 12-hour drive? <laughs> it's it's very it. cheap. It, I think it's, it's only nine cheap. hours from Chicago. Oh, that's nice. not bad. Yeah. Yeah. You can do that. So, dang. Yeah. I actually long think hour the- from, long way from, uh, from Colorado, having done that as a long time, as a young child. It's 18 Oof. hours from Chicago. Add about nine more hours on that. <laughs> my gosh. I think one of the first episodes I listened to of Misinformation was one just all about museums and just like the intricacies of of like the filing system and all the stuff that's Mm -hmm. like not on display and everything just on like they're like special shelves. And, you know, if there's like ceramics or bowls, like everything that goes into keeping it protected and identified, I was like, this is the coolest nerd, like numbers (laughs) and random specifics I've ever heard. Oh, then you are a kindred spirit. I I teach collections management at the local university here. um, And yeah, you really have to have collection brain to be like into it. Like my students, I'll bring them into our storage at the, at the museum. And they'll be like, some of them will be like, Oh, Oh, look at how special drawer for this and a special box for this. They're like, this is and, a utility yeah. shelf. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> They're like, is that a solander box? We're like, yeah, it is. We got a bunch of them. <laughs> Acid free. Line up, everybody. You can kiss it. I'd, um, I'd be one of those students. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And there's, you know, it's, you have to have a certain kind of brain. Um, but I work at the Memorial Art Gallery, which is like not that far from the strong, as a matter of fact. It's uh, it's an it's the art museum in Rochester. We are considered a mini Met. So oh. put that in your pipe and smoke it. Uh, <laughs> um, because we have an encyclopedic collection. So it goes from like ancient oh, wow. times to God. we have been collecting contemporary art pretty frequently of late. Um, and it's really nice. So I'm a curatorial assistant there and I get to like put art on the wall and write about it and move stuff around. It's, it's pretty great. So that's so cool. Yeah. It's really cool. Thank you, Stu. Yeah. Right. That's awesome. Yeah, it is cool. So Jewel and I met through a mutual museum friend um, and we became fast friends. And then one day I was in the shower, stay with me. And I thought, man, people like us, we should have a podcast. And so I texted Julia. And by the end of, I think that day, Josh, her husband, had bought us like a couple of microphones (laughs) and downloaded Audacity. So, and then we were off and running. So there you go. That's our story. It's so cool. Ryan knows that right now, every excitement bone in my body <laughs> is just like going off because I live and breathe museums. Like if I can go to one, my ideal, like say, for example, traveling Europe is I'm going from old place to old mm-hmm. place to museum to museum. And that's just my perfect trip. Anything else is, uh, is kind of cool. But that, yes. that's just, oh, my gosh. That's my, you guys have my dream job. Pastries. In your mouth as you can as you go for museums. Yeah, yeah. for energy. Really yeah, good. exactly. I mean, we have two other museums in Rochester. We've got the Eastman House or the George Eastman House, which the, is a historic home, and also a photography museum of photography. Museum. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and then we have the Rochester Museum and Science Center, which is the Science Museum over here, which I used to work at. So we gotta go. Brian, it's settled. We have to go. <laughs> We're just gonna go visit you guys and go to all the Please. museums for like a oh week. Oh my god. Like, We'll take you to the best restaurants that Rochester has oh, to offer. By the way, Rochester compared to compared to like a real city is so cheap. <laughs> oh my God. Oh yeah. You're going to be able to though. buy steaks mwah, mwah, every You might night. buy a house while you're here. You, know, you could just for like, you know, extra income. You're going to be blown away by how cheap it is here in sunny Rochester. It's a quarter Rochester, of the size of normal houses and everyone loses their money. <laughs> 
That's the difference between me and Rachel traveling together. She wants to go to all the museums and I just want to get coffee and just like meander until I'm lost Mm -hmm. in a city. (laughs) There you go. It works well. You just leave me in the museum, come back in about 16 hours and (laughs) and I'll still be happy. There you go. Absolutely. Uh, All right. Well, let's get to some trivia. Uh, This is the very 56th ever episode, and we'll have five rounds of round robin trivia with all of us giving rounds and all of us answering and vying for uh, all the quarter sized markets in the world. Uh, And if you're ready, we'll start, uh, as always, with Stu. Thank you. All righty. My round is called Let's Rock. Uh, It's standard trivia. Um, You get... If you get on the first round, uh, two points. If you get on the second round with a hint, um, then it's one point. I'm going to read out the question, and then whoever buzzes in first uh, will get to answer. And then if multiple people buzz in, then we'll just do like a round robin, uh, and then I'll reveal the answer at the end of that, too. Uh, But yeah, so the topic is Let's Rock, and it's talking about rocks and minerals. (laughs) Oh boy, oh boy, oh boy, this is my thing. (laughs) I figured this would be a good one for you guys, too, because I was like, all right, this will work out. This will be good. Cool. Uh, Question number one. Treasured by ancient civilizations for its exquisite color, this rock was used to create jewelry and even crushed to make eyeshadow by the ancient Egyptians. Rachel. Rachel. Jade. Uh, It's not correct. I've got more. Wait for it. (laughs) Uh, Oh, yeah. To call out your name or just whatever if you know it. Oh, sorry. Lauren. Yeah, Lauren. Um, Carnelian? It's not Carnelian. Shoot. Ryan. Ryan? Is it? Topaz? It's not Topaz. Julia, do you have a guess? I don't know. Anything about rocks. Ooh, shoot. <laughs> okay. I just thought of something. Go ahead, There's, She's got one guess, and then we'll do the hint. Uh, oh, it's so much pressure. Um, <laughs> I'll, I'll say... I'll say diamonds. Uh, it's not diamonds. Rushed. If you could yeah, crush diamonds for mac- makeup, that'd be insane. <laughs> The, uh, we don't know how the Egyptians built the pyramids. You exactly. know that's true. Yeah, that's true. You never walk. know. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So second hint is uh, during the Middle Ages, it was ground and made into ultramarine, uh, which was the most expensive pigment at the time. More expensive Julia. than gold. Julia. Lapis lazuli. That's right. Lapis yeah, lazuli. Nice job, Jewel. Uh, I knew it. I knew it. Nice. One point to Julia. I don't know what that is. Victory sip. You don't know what that is? Oh, I guess you know played Minecraft. <laughs> I, I have a no. massive blue ring. Like my grandma used to collect like costume jewelry. So I have the biggest ring I've ever seen in my life of like some costume jewelry piece that she bought in the 70s. I still have it. I don't know if I'm ever going to be able to wear it, but it's is huge. It, and it has it lapis? lapis lazuli. Lapapazuli? Lapis lazuli. Lapis lapis lazuli. Sometimes has like like yellow flecks in it sometimes. Like a gorgeous blue. Yeah, gorgeous. It's, it's, it's super beautiful. pretty. Super pretty. Wear it anyway, um, you know? Yeah. Screw well, it. Just wear it's it so anyway. heavy on my hand that I can't do anything with my hand. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> it's there to work out, you know? Oh, yeah. Strength training. Oh, the, the toughness of being a queen. The heavy rings. <laughs> exactly. I'll Lava take that Bizzoli. as an admission that I'm a queen. <laughs> of course. Lava Bazooli is my favorite music fest, by the way. <laughs> oh my God. Were you there every summer? Because it was crazy. <laughs> Sorry, give me a second. <laughs> Sorry, Stu. <laughs> no, no, you're good. This happens all the time, too. Ryan tries every show to make me like stop with my thinking and train of thought because I'm laughing too hard. Um, 
We just leave it in, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Most of the time we do too. Sometimes but I does... get up and walk away. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's a whole thing. All right. Question number two. This is the only stone that is light enough to float on water. It's light in color and formed during volcanic eruptions. It even looks a lot like sea foam. Lauren. Uh, Lauren. That's pumice. That's pumice. Yeah. I wasn't sure if you were going to get it. That's awesome. Two I, points to Lauren. I was thinking, I'm like, it's like the foot one, and I know what it looks like. I can picture it in my mind. Oh, you know, yeah. Soft okay. enough to exfoliate human skin. Yeah, pumice. Um, I guess there's like... Gross. Like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, like a volcano will erupt, and then there'll be like these massive floating like masses of pumice that sailors have to look out for, and like they'll track them via satellite because it will be oh. as big as a ship floating and like it could take years for it to sink it's crazy that's cool the barnacles right off that thing that's right (laughs) i just watched the bob's burgers episode with the glowing uh like sea plankton and i was i was wondering if it was one of those or something related (laughs) (laughs) no no that is really cool though all righty uh two points to lauren and question number three this mineral is made of carbon and it's very similar to diamonds but it's on the opposite end of the hardness scale this mineral is so soft, in fact, that mixing it with clay lets you draw and write with it. Rachel. Rachel. Graphite. That's correct. Graphite. Nice. Um, it's literally the same structure as diamonds in a different arrangement. Um, cool. So it's com- completely soft. Whoa. So crushed I diamonds would have been a valid answer. It would have been a valid answer. <laughs> Technically. There you go. Technically correct. It's the best kind. Rachel. Yeah, the best kind of correct is technically correct. Question number four. Limestone is comprised of a powdered version of this material. It's used heavily in creating concrete and is also the same mineral that's in bones and teeth. Rachel. Rachel. It's calcium. Uh, Almost. I can't give it to you, though. Julia. that's, that's That's the mineral it shares. Julia. Calcite. Yes, that's correct. Calcite. Uh, um, nice job, Jewel. Thanks, Ra- thanks, Rachel. <laughs> <It's> <laughs> not quite as white, but it does share the same root vitamin that milk has. Uh, calcite. Delicious. <laughs> uh, two points to Julia. And question number five. I don't know if I can pronounce this right. I think Ulexite is a very unique rock that forms in long pillars that are see-through. One shining through light through one side, the light will reflect internally until it exits the other end. This gave rise to what modern invention? Modern Lauren. Te- Lauren. Is it, uh, did you say technology? Yeah, techno- I was going to say modern technology or modern technological invention. Yeah. Uh, is it a laser? Uh, not a laser. Damn. Julia. But that's the right line of thought, though. Julia. Fiber optics. That's correct. Fiber optics. Nice job. Joe, killing it dead. Nice. I was used, uh, it's called the TV rock because it projects light that way. Uh, Uh, And it's also used in optical illusions sometimes. Oh, that's really neat. That makes sense. I I just heard, I didn't hear technology. I just heard like toy or invention. And I thought kaleidoscope or what Um, I was like spinny light things. Yeah. I meant to say modern technological invention, but I missed the technological. Uh, two points to Julia. Question number six, and the final question of my round. Cryolite is a rather rare and unique mineral. It's the first that has ever been mined to commercial extinction, which happened back in 1987. 
It's translucent with a slightly white tint that is almost invisible when it's in water. Uh, it's known as the ice that never melts, and it can only be found in one location. What country is it found in? What country? So mysterious. I'll, I'll, yeah, I'll read the thing again, too. Um, so I'll skip over the mind to extinction, but it's translucent with a slightly white tint uh, that is almost invisible when it's in water. It's known as the ice that never melts. It's only found in one snowy location. And which country is it found in? Ryan. Ryan. Is this in Russia? Uh, it's not in Russia, no. Do you guys want the second hint? Sure. Yeah. Uh, it's a northern island uh, that is absolutely covered in snow. Lauren. Lauren. Is it Greenland? It's Greenland. Nice. Yeah. Only place it's like ever really found. Um, super Wild. rare. Yeah. Like you can't, like they don't have it for sale anymore. The only way you can buy this thing is by buying it from somebody else who bought it like a long time ago before mm. it was mined out. That's um, kind of cool. Yeah. Those days. crazy. I didn't, you know, I didn't even know it was like a thing. Um, yeah. So wait, so is, like, it, you, um, is there something more common that we would see it in? No, well, yes and no. So like, I guess I looked at why it was mined out. Um, it has a high concentration of aluminum in it. Um, and so part of, they mined it out before aluminum was like easily made. And they figured out that if you can like melt down something else and mix it with molten cryolite, it makes aluminum like super quickly. Um, and so it was basically a way to mass produce aluminum, but they literally mined it to extinction. You can't like, there's laws, like you can't mine this shit anymore. Um, they just, it's not around um which is super interesting because they made a mineral extinct um which i've never heard of yeah (laughs) we are just learning things left and right tonight (laughs) my god it's only the first round right and we didn't have to go to war over it (laughs) imagine that that is one point to lauren and that is the end of my round nice work guys great job everybody Uh uh-huh julia killing it in the first round (laughs) Kaboom. Well, I had a big rock collection when I was little. I don't want to brag. <laughs> I bought her a couple of rocks for Christmas once, and now she uses it as her um, as her fidget spinner while we record. Oh nice. yeah, I'm not allowed. <laughs> I touch all the wires. I'm just. I need something do, in my hands. I do the same thing. Like seriously, I if I'm sitting here talking to people, I just got to hold on to something because like mm-hmm. I don't know. I just fidget. Mm-hmm. <laughs> all right. Well, I have Rachel with two points. Lauren with three points, Julia with five points, and myself and Stu just holding down the fort. Somebody so. has to, you know? Yeah, It's yeah. nice to have company this time. We put you those know, rocks time. down to keep it from like, getting <laughs> too windy and blowing over. Blown away, yeah. All right, Rachel, it is your round. Okay, guys, I have a history kind of politics themed round um, that has nothing to do with, with what's going on in our world today but still history and politics. So um, characteristic of me, it may be a little difficult, but I still think it's interesting. We're here for it. <laughs> okay. <laughs> In this round, I, we're talking about treaties and agreements. And <laughs> I'm going to have, I'm either going to give you a treaty and ask for the country or ask you about some detail in it. The question will tell you what you need to be looking for, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Quick, quick, all pretty uh, short. quick precautionary. How many treaties of Paris have not been in Paris? 
I didn't look that up, but none of these are treaties of Paris because there's like 40,000 of them. Uh, all right. <laughs> Great. Fair Great. enough. Great. I'm not going to do that painful thing. I, I was tested on in school. Which treaty of Paris is this? Mm. I don't know. One of them. <laughs> so. Okay. Question number one. In 1972, the basic treaty was signed between what two countries, which paved the way between, for unification in 1990? Literally called the Basic Treaty. Ryan. Go ahead, Ryan. Would this be East and West Germany? That is correct. Nice. nice. So it started to get some relations between them, as well as relations between other countries going, um, and it would not, of course, be, um, occur until the Berlin Wall fell. Very yes. nice. Nice I job. Like the dates. Two points to Ryan. The dates were very nice hints. Yes. I figured... Um, if I just said, what, is, what country signed the basic treaty? <laughs> it might come out as, yes, there is a form somewhere in someone's file folder that says basic treaty. Start from there. Pumpkin spice and latte. Am I right? <laughs> exactly. One, one day they got together and said, we will sign the basic treaty. <laughs> as basic as possible. Okay. Question number two. Name this treaty between an East Asian superpower and the land from which the joke that everything there can kill you, which was signed to keep mercur mercurial animals safe. Ryan. Nate. Go ahead, Ryan. Uh, Australia and East Asian. Japan? You, I need the treaty. Oh. oh. The, the Treaty of Kangaroo. <laughs> I'm sorry. That's a good guess. I'll give you guys a hint. If you know the definition of, mer of mercur mercurial, then you might. do know the definition of mercurial, but I don't know any treaties of anything. <laughs> Keeping in mind that you can make a treaty about anything, and, it's, and they do exist. <laughs> any other guesses? Julia. Go the, ahead, Julia. The temperature treaty. Oh. oh. Good interpretation, <laughs> but incorrect. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, the emotional treaty <laughs> right? i'm sorry also incorrect <laughs> can i go again um Stu, would you like yeah. to take a wild guess out there at what this one could be <laughs> it, it doesn't make sense like the tr the change treaty um it's actually that's actually the closest one of all of them so far because I, I know what the I definition of mercurial is but like i can't think of what word from that would be in so a I treaty used, name i used thesaurus.com to write this question and mer mercurial <laughs> was the word i could find that was the most knowable but yet also not self-explanatory one if that makes sense okay. Okay. ryan you can go ahead and try is this a climate change treaty or global Close. warming? This is actually the Japan-Australia Migratory Bird Agreement. So one of the de definitions of mercurial is flighty. And oh. Flying. Yeah. That's why. Okay. I got Japan. I got Australia. I just yeah. didn't get birds. I like the <laughs> kangaroo. I, 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 I like the kangaroo one too. I think that was Don't the best guess. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, Ryan, you don't get points because there's also like 40 other Japan-Australia agreements over various things. So 
What, are, more specific. <laughs> what other agreements are between Japan and Australia? Kangaroos. <laughs> like climate change ones, you have fishing ones, you have economic ones, you have war ones, all the all that jazz. If you can think of it, there's a treaty on it. <laughs> but this one was specifically about flying birds. Yeah. Are they I, pro I or for... against? <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what was that? Are they pro or against flying birds? <laughs> Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna try and say pro. I would be extremely concerned if they were against. <laughs> no, you know what? I'm gonna say against. It's <laughs> real. Yeah. I guess I guess Keep I have dealt with a few. Yeah. yeah. I've dealt with a few. Uh, what are those things called? Mm. There's a few types of birds back in Colorado where I'm from, and they were like those things are like evil. They're black and white, and they they'll the like magpies. they'll go after baby magpies. They'll go after baby oh, yeah. bunnies. They're mm. like. Oh my, and, and it's not even to eat them. Oh, not even to eat them. They just want to torment them. That's what Mad they exist for, them. to torment things. I mean, they're descended from dinosaurs. That's uh, true. Yeah. 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 true. That's true. And political treaties will solve that problem. <laughs> okay. Question number three. The Taito Subasic agreements were a failed attempt to unite the communist and monarchist government of this now um, no longer existent country as of, as of the late 1990s. The agreements failed because the elections in 1945 were swept by the communist party who held power until the country dissolved in its civil war in the late 1990s, resulting in, invent, in events such as the bombing of Kosovo. Julia. I heard Julia first. Sorry, Ryan. Is it Yugoslavia? That is correct. Two That's points to Julia. Nice. Did you not write an entire senior paper on uh, the dude? Yes. I, I didn't want to go into it because you because you always end it with I know I know you wrote it. Um, I, I did. I wrote um, my my senior thesis was on the ethics of international uh, war tribunals. Using oh, like a trial, the trial of Slobodan Milosevic as a wow. case study. <laughs> oh, we did an episode on Slobodan Milosevic and it was bleak. It was extremely bleak. We had yeah, a dictator yeah. December last year and we thought it was funny because it was alliterative. And then like and by week two, we were like, we, this is, this this is awful. And then it, there were five weeks in December last year and we were like, oh, geez. <laughs> so Julia had to tack on an extra. It was bad. I mean, it really did not put you in the Christmas spirit. <laughs> no, no, it was a rough go. It was a rough go. Uh, question number four. The Korean Armistice Agreement ended the confrontations between what force and the Korean People's Army and the PRC People's Liberation Army? Hint, this force is not a country. Uh... Sorry, could you repeat it? The Korean Armistice Agreement ended the confrontations between what force and the Korean People's Army and the PRC People's Liberation Army. Hint, the force is not a country. I can give you a year if you guys need it, but it will only be for one point. Um, Stu? Go ahead, Stu. <laughs> I, this is probably entirely wrong. It's... um. Is this the United Nations? That is absolutely correct. 
I saw an anime where like something like that happened. So it was just, all right, you know like, what? I don't know. No matter where you get the info, it doesn't matter. You got it exactly. right. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. So <laughs> in 1953, right after the United Nations was formed, this was one of the first wow. big conflicts it got involved in. That's crazy. To Stu's point, we know so many Jeopardy people who credit like watching The Simpsons as giving yeah. them oh my God. all <laughs> these answers for things. It's great. That's like right. 85%. Yeah. yeah. That's right. I mean, every time we ever do pub trivia, which hasn't been in a long time with COVID, but <laughs> like there's always people like, I don't think I'll be good. I don't know what that. And then like the most random thing is like, oh, I remember a video game that had this thing that has Greek. So mythology. So I remember this or like exactly. a, a yeah. musical, which remember this and back. I mean, heck, Stu, you once said you knew a periodic element because your friend's username <laughs> yeah, was... Yeah, Boron. <laughs> Boron 5. It's like, I'll never That's forget great. that. <laughs> That's the best part of trivia. Lauren's username was Artemis underscore moon. And that's Ooh. how we remember who the moon goddess is. Yeah. So. Also, also, Julia, what was your screen name? We we laughed about that for easily like five and a half minutes. <laughs> I gotta know what it is. Can't leave us hanging. <laughs> what? What? Was it, it like Molly? Oh, Molly Savity. I named it after him. I really liked. Prince <laughs> dog. I really liked her name, and then I wrote a novel about yes. a, about a teen girl named Molly Amaretto. Molly Amaretto. <laughs> that was it. That's awesome. We just had the. I think we just had the giggles that night. And we were just <laughs> like Molly start. Amaretto just tickled me. Oh, it's a good name, guys. It's a it's great a name. name. It's a good username. <laughs> Okay. Treaties. Treaties. <laughs> the Amaretto Accords. <laughs> yeah, the Treaty of Amaretto. And uh, in honor of Amaretto, uh, question number five. The Good Friday Agreement is actually a pair of two agreements from 1996 that helped make substantial progress in ending what is known as the Troubles in what country? Lauren. Oh, I, right. Go ahead, Lauren. I heard you first. Uh, is that Ireland? That is correct. The Troubles nice. was a period of time from oh. about the mid-60s onwards where there was just substantial internal unrest, largely caused by the, um, supposedly caused by the IRA and between the Christian and Protestant um, factions, um, ultimately originally caused by England's meddling in Ireland, of course. Of course. Of <laughs> nice that. work. Awesome. Nice job. Uh, two points to Lauren there. Okay. Question number six. I looked hard for this one because this one's just kind of funny. The Barbary treaties were signed after so many instances of kidnapping that it actually um, allowed the payment of blackmail to who? This kind of goes against the whole we don't negotiate with terrorists mentality. <laughs> The what treaty? I'm sorry. Could you read the first the sentence? The Barbary Treaties. It's a series of treaties, but they're generally known as the Barbary Treaties. Okay. To blackmail? Yes. So the Barbary Treaties were signed after many instances of kidnapping that it actually allowed the payment of blackmail to who? Which kind uh, of goes against... Go ahead, Lauren. Is it Pirates. That is correct. Yeah. It allowed it allowed yeah. the payment of blackmail money to pirates to get people back. 
Boom. What? Barbary pirates. Oh my gosh. You're the captain now, Lauren. Uh, yeah. captain now. You're the captain Look now. Look at me. Look at me. I'm the captain now. I'm the captain now. That's a very relevant joke, by the way. Very timely. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh yeah. Super timely. Stop. Super timely. <laughs> what else we got? <laughs> and that. Um, that's my entire round. Ryan, where did the score stand? All right. Well, as we talked about, I think in the pre-show, Things You Got Wrong is a very apt title because we have Rachel with two, Stu with two, myself with two, Lauren with seven, Julia <laughs> with seven. Oh. <laughs> we knew this was going to happen, though. Come so, on. <laughs> it's all right. It's all right. Right. Uh, Lauren is your round. All right. So, um... I figured I would just do some some questions on things that I know. And so I decided to do six questions on art and art history. Nice. Oh, boy. So here we go. <laughs> Question number one. Artist Robert Henri was considered the spiritual father of the artistic group known as the Ashcan School and felt that art should be more like journalism, realistic depictions of the environment and struggles of the poor and lower class in New York City. Henri encouraged his fellow artists to paint in the free, robust, and sometimes gritty spirit of his favorite poem, Leaves of Grass, by his favorite poet, who? Ryan. Ryan. Leaves of Grass is Whitman? Yes, Walt Whitman. (sighs) Yeah. Nice job, nice job. This might be a quick round. Here we go. (laughs) Question number two. Considered one of the greatest feminist pieces of modern women's art, The Dinner Party is a massive ceremonial banquet room complete with three tables, linens, 39 place settings, commemorating an important woman in history. Who is the artist of this piece? Julia. Well, I'm not the artist of the piece. Sorry. (laughs) Um, Sorry, you guys didn't know that. Uh, uh, Judy Chicago. Hell yes, Judy Chicago. Um, Oh my gosh. uh, Small fact about Judy Chicago so the dinner party is a, a wonderful piece. It's at the Brooklyn Museum permanently right now. Um, it's huge. It's you know, it's literally it's a like room. a giant yeah. set. Um, but it was supposed to come to the Mag in 1974, my museum. Um, but apparently talks broke down between Judy Chicago and our director at the time. So we did not get it. Oof. So that is something that I am deeply disappointed by, by my previous... Uh, Co-workers, but I'm not bitter about it. So if you had a time machine, besides I had a time machine, I would go go back back and I would butter up Judy Chicago. (laughs) (laughs) That's what I would do. Okay, question number three. This 18th century style of artwork is characterized by an elaborately ornamental late Baroque style of decoration with asymmetrical patterns involving motifs and scroll work. It's extremely French and has often been criticized as being too frothy, pastel, and over the top. Good examples of this movement include Anton Watteau's Pilgrimage on the Isle of Cythera and Fregonard's The Swing. It Wait. also has... Yes. Continue, sorry. <laughs> Name it. <laughs> um, Rococo. It is Rococo. Nice. Um, or Rococo, if you're not um, an art historian or an academic. I mean, it doesn't matter. People say Rococo, and it's kind of silly. <laughs> it's like saying Ibiza. Like, it's just Ibiza. Stop it. <laughs> anyway. Uh, there's she also has opinions. B- I have opinions. Oh, I have opinions. Um, but... <laughs> 
There's a BBC special called A Rococo Before Bedtime, which I think is just... Just chef's so... Kiss. Chef's kiss, just perfect. <laughs> also, okay. Jermaine to the show. This is the first time Rachel has ever called out ahead of time, and it's the best moment I've ever experienced in this show. <laughs> well, congratulations. that excited, yeah. Glad to help. It's okay. French. I know French, French history. I don't know much else, but I know French. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Uh, question number four. The contemporary artist Kara Walker received a lot of attention for her 35-foot-tall, 75-foot-long installation sculpture of a sphinx in Brooklyn entitled A Subtlety, done in an empty plant due to, for demolition. What related substance was the sphinx made from? Julia. Julia. Again, it was not made from me, but uh, it was made of sugar. <laughs> it was made of sugar. Uh, what? Um, it's so made cool. of sugar. Yeah. It was officially entitled, and here's the title. Are you ready? A Subtlety or the Marvelous Sugar Baby, an homage to the unpaid and overworked artisans who have refined our sweet tastes from the cane fields to the kitchens of the new world on the occasion of the demolition of the Domino Sugar Refining Plant. It doesn't fit whenever you have like a character limit on your uh, placard. Right. Yeah, it doesn't work out that way. But I'm here so, for the spite. Oh, yeah, yeah, the spite is good. It's beautiful. It's, I mean, it was, it's gone now. But um, she's also best known for her silhouette installation pieces having to do with racism, slavery, and idealized depictions of the antebellum South. And the Memorial Art Gallery just acquired 12 uh, drawings of hers. And we are very excited about Whoa. it. She is a major Ooh. contemporary artist. Awesome. So, nice. We are pumped. All right. <clears throat> Question number five. And I don't know if Julia's allowed to answer this one, but we'll see. <laughs> okay, fine, I won't. <laughs> Andy Warhol is considered the king of pop art, and his palace was this place, which actually had three locations between 1962 and 1984. Here, he would host parties, film dirty or boring movies, and had a friend cover the walls in tinfoil. What was the name of this place, which references the fact that Andy's focus was on mass production and consumerism? Oh, I can't Rachel? remember. Rachel. The factory? It is the factory. Oh, nice. nice. Yeah. I was trying to overthink it. We just went or earlier this year went to the the Warhol exhibit in uh the Chicago Museum of Art. Was it oh, done yeah. by Bank of America by any chance? I have no I don't idea. Think it, was <laughs> it didn't see it didn't have any sponsorship up, but but the Chicago Museum it just has so many rotating exhibits that yeah. Maybe yeah, it was we, late last year. I think it was last November, but they had a whole Warhol section of museum and I It was about his portraits, them. his self like his portraits. Oh, okay. people. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, right now we're doing a and this was uh, also just promoting my workplace. Um <laughs> we're doing a season of Warhol right now, so we have the Bank of America exhibit of Warhol's work and then we also have Silver Clouds, which are these big silver pillows that just kind of float in the air in one of our galleries. Um, with like fans and stuff and it like blows around. Um, and oh. then we also have um, a series of videos that he made. Like he did commercials and he did like mm. spots on SNL and all sorts of things. So we have those all kind of spliced together in our Media Arts Watch gallery that which shows video art. And we had me and my um, fellow curatorial assistant, El Modena, we set up um, like an 80s basement and you watch it like on like an old tube TV and it's got like wood paneling and like yellow carpet. And it feels like you're like sitting in like an 80s basement. It's very like stranger things. That's it's cool. Awesome. That's really they cool. They pipe in the smoke smell that you have. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Basement. Like your aunt. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, and finally, question number six. Speaking of Warhol, this influential street artist who died too young was a friend of his. 
He often used social commentary in his paintings as a tool for introspection and for identifying with his experiences in the Black community of his time, as well as attacks on power structures and systems of racism. He is also best known for his hand-drawn crown motif. Who is this prolific and troubled artist? I know it. I can't remember the name. I know it. I can picture it. This is. is (laughs) Can you make me draw it? Julia. No. Julia. (laughs) So Basquiat. It is Basquiat. Jean Michel Basquiat. Well done. He died at 27 from a heroin overdose. You can believe that. It's crazy. Oh, so he's in the 27 club? 27. He is in the 27 club. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow. He also dated Madonna. Hmm. But who didn't? Am I right? <laughs> so that was my round in art history. Hope you liked it. Nice. I loved it. That was good. That, that was, was really amazing. Good. I love that. Great. Thank you. All my favorite friend. Yeah. <laughs> All right. That brings the scores to uh, Stuart two, myself with four, Rachel with six, Lauren with seven, Julia with 13. And it is Julia's round giving us a chance to catch up. Yeah. It's anybody's game, guys. Yeah. All right. Sure. So this round is called Stan in the Place Where You Live. It's a round on the world countries that end in Stan. Oh. Okay. Um, so there's six questions and no countries will repeat in this quiz. So if you can remember all seven, that will help you narrow down some of your answers. Um, so for two points, I'll give you just the question. And if you're stumped um, for one point, I will also give the capital city, which might be the full extent of what some people know about these countries anyway. All right. Cool. Number one, at about 1 million square miles, what is the world's largest landlocked country? This glorious nation still has a navy based on the similarly largest body of water, the landlocked Caspian Sea, and was the site of the first operational space launch facility for the Soviet Union. Rachel. Rachel, go ahead. Kazakhstan. You are correct. It is Kazakhstan. That's what I was going to go with. Oh boy, I like this. (laughs) Um, Kazakhstan, the capital is Nur Sultan. It was formerly known as Astana. Um, So Kazakhstan is home of the Baikonur Cosmodrome, where Sputnik was launched in 1957, as well as Yuri Gagarin's Vostok 1 spacecraft in 1961. Um, And I just love this fact. So when a a Kazakh shooter won the gold medal at the 2012 International Sporting Competition in Kuwait, the organizers mistakenly played the theme music for the film Borat, instead of the actual Kazakh no. national anthem. No. Oh, <laughs> Just showing how much everybody in the world knows about Kazakhstan. <laughs> I'm horrified by that. I have vicarious <laughs> embarrassment from eight years ago. <laughs> All right. Number two. Which country's name, which translates to Land of the Pure in Urdu, was constructed as an acronym in 1933, referring to the names of the five northern regions of the British Raj? Rachel. Rachel. Pakistan? You are correct. It's Pakistan. <laughs> um, the capital is Islamabad. And I, I, did, I had no idea. So the name Pakistan comes from Punjab, Afghania, Kashmir, Sindh, and Baluchistan. Whoa. And they threw an extra I in there so to help for the pronunciation. But that's where the name Pakistan came from. I had no idea. I had no because idea. No, Pakistan awesome. and India and uh, Bangladesh were all one country at one point. And um, one of the biggest sticking points that has led to their ongoing rivalry has been that India and resources were all 
um, were all di- all diverted to um, India, and people actually deported from India to Pakistan, and then um, England basically just split them up and left India on their own and Pakistan like that. It's v- very interesting yeah. history. Very interesting history. Yeah, for real. Weird. All right, number three. Um, besides Tuvalu, which country is the only other one in English to contain three consecutive letters that are also consecutive letters in the alphabet? Ryan. Ryan. Tajikistan? I'm sorry, that is incorrect. J-I-J-K? No, all right. Anybody else want to? Rachel. Rachel. Afghanistan? Yes, it is Afghanistan. Oh. <laughs> Don't worry, Ryan. I know one for that one FGH. Yep. Um, the capital is Kabul, um, and Afghan has historically referred to the Pashtun people, which is the country's largest ethnic group. Great job, Rachel. You're, you're killing it dead. Killing it dead. <laughs> All right. Number four. This country is also one of the most sparsely populated nations in Asia. Probably the fact that 80% is covered by the Karakum Desert has something to do with it. It also happens to have the most complex national flag in the world, showing an offset red stripe depicting five gulls. Those are traditional oval designs used in carpets in Central Asia, each unique to the country's five founding tribes. Which country, not to be confused with Anatolia, flies this flag? Rachel? Rachel. Uzbekistan? I'm sorry, it is not Uzbekistan. That was the only one uh, I could remember. <laughs> uh, Lauren. Lauren. Is this Tajikistan? Tajikistan? No, I'm sorry, it is not. Damn. I'm all I have another stands. one. <laughs> <laughs> all right, I'll give you that for, for one point. Um, the capital city is Ashgabat. Rachel. Rachel. Turkmenistan? You are correct. Oh. Yeah, that was my other one that I was thinking, but I chose Tajikistan. <laughs> ah. So, yeah, Anatolia is um, is like the historic name for Turkey. So it was, you know, Turkmenistan, Turkey, don't confuse them. Um, so the city Merv in Merv, you know, M-E-R-V in modern Turkmenistan was the largest city in the world for a few years in the 12th century. There was a population of about 200,000 people, which then wow. was ginormous. Um, so Merv's wealth came from a strategic position along the trade routes. Um, it also had some dams that provided the city with water. And in the 13th century, one of Genghis Khan's sons attacked and destroyed the city. Um, so I just, yeah, it's, there's, there's a couple of interesting things, despite this country being like, you know, people don't know a ton about it. But uh, one of my favorite facts was while trying to burn out excess methane in a crater there in 1971, Soviets actually opened up the door to hell, uh, officially referred to as the Darvaza gas crater. And that still burns today. So it's very mm-hmm. similar to Centralia in Pennsylvania, but but so much bigger. So, uh, yeah, if you're just traveling through Turkmenistan and you just see like the ground is open and there are flames coming out, don't worry. They're, very, they're aware. It's, uh, it's the door to hell. Just- R- Ryan, see, this, this is why I don't clean my closet because <laughs> you start picking up things and the next thing you know, you've opened the door, door to hell. To hell. That's, that's right. a physical, that's a real thing. I just listened to a whole podcast on Centralia and Ugh. how it was it's like fascinating. Oh, there's like, I can't remember now off the top of my head, but somewhere between like 10 and 50. I think it's like 12 people living there. Yeah, it's, it's not a lot. It's definitely less than 20 for sure. Yeah. And yeah. there was this whole thing about like feeling bad for them because it's like their wealth, like every, so 
if you're not, you know, anyone not familiar, it's basically the city that has so much coal, like the coal mines underneath burn so hot that there's just like a forever underground fire under the city that is burning and is like killed all the grass, everything on the surface and has created like this destruction environment. But there's still these buildings and like even with people, most of the city evacuating probably what the 50s or 60s. Yeah, like 62 or 63, something like that. Mm -hmm. But there's still this handful of people and like it's not because they're from as they dug deeper. It's not because like it's the only house they have because they're tied to it. It's because no, screw you. We're here. It hasn't hurt (laughs) us yet. We're not dead yet. And I was like, this feels not familiar. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So far, guys, uh, Rachel has gotten every question right. So you there's there's two more chances and there's only three countries left. So. It's narrowed it down for y'all. All right, number five. Said to be derived from the Turkic word for 40, a reference to the 40 clans of the great manas that banded together, which vowel-deficient country is home to the second highest lake in the world? I'll just say, I'll go and say yeah. Tajikistan. No, I'm sorry. It's not. <laughs> it's a lot of consonants, and we haven't used it yet. Right. No, you're absolutely correct. Rachel? Rachel. Well, there's only two others, and I know both of them, so it's one of the two, and I'm probably going to get it wrong. Is it Azerbaijan? No, it is not. Okay, somebody else take the last one. Azerbaijanstan? <laughs> Uzbekistan? Oh, wait, oh my god. Oh my god, it doesn't have a stand. Oh my yeah. god. Oh my, it just dawned on me. <laughs> All right, for, for one point, I don't know if this will help, but for one point, the capital is Bishkek. Oh, Bishkek. No, I don't know what this is. Are you kidding me? <laughs> Look, sometimes people just memorize the it's countries right. and the capitals and that's all they it's know. Okay. Yeah, it's okay. Yeah, it's totally fine. No, it's fine. With its lack of vowels and everything. The, 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 the other one that I would know is uh, Turkmenistan, but... We are... we. That was the, the last, last answer. Time. You got that oh, one. Oh, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Uh, I, yeah, I don't remember. I can name, name six of the stands. I can't remember the last one. Anybody else? All right, this one is Kyrgyzstan. Oh, that, shoot! It's so hard to spell. I get it wrong every time on the first time. K Y R G Y Z S T A N. So, um, <laughs> anyway, the lake yep. that's there, it's a big lake, big deal. Lake is a cool. Um, it is only. Um, yeah, it is pretty. It is pretty cool. Uh, it's the second highest lake in the world, only behind Lake Titicaca. And fun fact: proper nouns aren't allowed in Scrabble, but if they were, Kyrgyzstan would score thirty points. And of <laughs> nice. all the countries made up of just one word, only Mozambique would top it at thirty-four <laughs> points. So good to know. Good to know. Yep. All right, and finally, last question. Along with Liechtenstein, this country is one of two doubly landlocked countries in the world, despite also bordering the incredible shrinking Aral Sea. What's the name of this country, which also has the highest population of all five former Soviet Union republics in Central Asia, 88% of whom are Sunni Muslims? Lauren. Rachel. Oh, I did hear Lauren first. Is that Uzbekistan? It is Uzbekistan. Nice. (laughs) 
job. Uh, so the capital of Uzbekistan is Tashkent. Um, a country is doubly landlocked when it is surrounded only by landlocked countries, requiring the crossing of at least two national borders to reach a coastline. So Uzbekistan is surrounded by Afghanistan, Kazakhstan, Kyrgyzstan, Tajikistan, and Turkmenistan. Um, so, yeah. Uh, I did not address Tajikistan, whose Which capital was is my only blue Dushanbe. ship I had all, all round. <laughs> there is nothing of note, nothing of note about Tajikistan, so I could not even come up with a possible question about it. Except it was Ryan's <laughs> sorry to all your hope. Tajik listeners out there, but <laughs> ah, the tragic Tajik. <laughs> Very nice. Nice job. So yeah, Rachel in that in that round got seven points. LT nab two more. I'm not going to deny it. Based off the title of your round, I thought it was a round about REM, and I was so excited because I was like, I got this. Like that's one of my favorite bands. I'm going to do great. No, it's my worst topic: geography. Next time, next time, Joel will do it the same title. I promise. Yes, <laughs> it'll be about REM. Sweet. Let's do a do one about rocks, and it'll be all about bands. Yeah. Perfect. Nope, there you go. Yeah. All right, I have Stu with two, myself with four, Lauren with nine, and Julia and Rachel tied at 13. Woo! So it is still a close game, and uh, this is my round. And uh, we have done a few rounds about innovations and creations in the past. We've done the origin of innovation. I know Stu has done a couple. Uh, This is the regrets of innovation. (laughs) I have uh, six rounds about products and sort of general inventions. They're all a little bit different. Uh, And I just need that. I don't need the the creator. Uh, And I'll give you a little script. I only have one clue for each. Uh, And I just need the item. Okay. Question number one. First designed in 1964, this item was intended to increase productivity, accessibility, and privacy. However, the inventor would go on to say that the large open use of these was now a, quote, monolithic insanity. Julia. Julia. Is it a cubicle? It is an office cubicle. (laughs) Oh my gosh. Well done. First designed to increase productivity, accessibility, and privacy. Uh, The vendor would later go on to say that these are now a monolithic insanity. That's true. I I thought it was going to be headphones. agree more. All right. Question number two. One of 2014's biggest sensations came with much controversy over alleged use of bots to boost download numbers. This game's creator received much unwanted attention after announcing he was deleting his app, stating, I cannot take this anymore. Lauren. Rachel. Uh, Lauren. Is that Flappy Bird? This is the game Flappy Bird. Nice. Nice. Oh my God, you got a video game question right. <laughs> can you believe it? I can't can believe, believe it. it? I and can't it believe even, it. It wasn't on our show, so it <laughs> doesn't count. <laughs> well, no, it doesn't count because you have, I don't know how many video game questions she's asked me and she's been like, this game uses blocks. <laughs> This game features an iconic brother named Mario. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah, I'm very stupid when it comes to video games. That's okay. That's okay. So, yeah, uh, I mean, you know, whatever. Life's a rich tapestry. I work at a video game museum and I'm bad yeah. at video games. So <laughs> this game supposedly made as much as fifty thousand dollars a day just in advertising and uh, upon seeing the outrage and all the hubaloo and all the addiction it supposedly caused uh, 
the creator was a single creator developer, uh, wanted to pull the game down, and then after doing that, received death threats and all kinds of crazy stuff. For Flappy um, Bird. For Flappy Bird. <laughs> and he just wanted no more of it, so he basically pulled the plug on it. Uh, yeah, two points to Lauren there. Question number three. Created in the early 90s for ease of use, this invention showed up in many homes. Nowadays, the inventor sees these as expensive and environmentally wasteful and says, quote, it's like a cigarette, a single-serve delivery mechanism for an addictive substance. Stew. Stew. This is a Keurig. Uh, yeah, a K-cup or a single-serve coffee cup. Yeah, in, coffee yeah cup. instant coffee cup. Yep, yeah. Yep. I knew that was going to be one of them. <laughs> nice. Nice. Nice job. I mean, uh, sometimes you only need one cup of coffee. Right? Yeah. I get it. You know, she I just says, don't... using wasteful plastic and killing trees left and right. <laughs> I have recyclable ones, which I like. Yeah. <laughs> Target make sells those. That's Yeah. Fair. All right. Two points to stew there as the cake up or single use coffee cup. Uh, question number four. This disgraced inventor created the most well-known version of its kind and yet has since admitted that he himself does not use it and has removed it off of all of his own computers because it is, quote, too annoying. Stu? Stu. Is this Norton antivirus? Uh, I'll give you antivirus. Uh, it is, is it more specifically the McAvee. Yeah. Ah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you okay. about McAvee. Yeah, he's I was going to say, there's weird he's, stuff about this okay. guy. Yeah, he's he lived down the street from me when I was little. Okay, so I lived in this little. I was. I lived in Colorado. I was in this little tiny town, and most of the streets on the on the street were normal. And then at the very end of the street was this long driveway up to this mansion. Like every other street in my house was like normal, nondescript. And then there was this street behind like a wall, all the way up to this mansion, and it was like. The best way I can describe it was built like a compound. And the rumors in this little tiny town were just insane. Just he that killed he was a guy. like a crazy. Yeah, he yeah. killed a guy. He killed a guy. He, he, killed a guy. he lives, known he as lives a crazy in the person. jungle. Mm -hmm. Yeah. He took Which, like child brides. He's a mess. Yeah, he's oh, yeah. nuts. Right. He faked like he had a body double uh, yes. get arrested in order for him to like jump the border somewhere. Right. Like yeah. without a passport to get out of this. Um, right. Which is funny because I think it was Vice that did uh, an article about it and they yeah, took a I picture of him. Yeah. They took a picture of him and they forgot to remove the EXIF data on the picture, which has the geolocation yes. of him. So like and then he was like, oh, no, no, no. That was all a hoax anyways. That was to throw him <laughs> off my trail. And it's like, no, they messed up. Um you know, so like, yeah, like that's the guy is insane. <laughs> He's out of his mind. It's great. That long form article is excellent, by the way. Yeah. Fabulous. And that antivirus software sucks. Yeah. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. <laughs> uh, two points to stew there. Uh, question number five. Considered the father of this American run project, the creator was once elated by the success of these early experiments, but soon pleaded with presidents to ban this invention and along with other famed scientists like Albert Einstein, fear that this innovation would become one of the world's greatest threats. Lauren. Rachel. That was a lot of people. I mean, we can do like a everyone plays, like I a just Lauren. everyone lock in an answer. Yeah. Uh, sure. Lauren. Uh, that's uh, like the atom bomb or nuclear fission or something like that. Yeah, I yeah. Is that what everyone had? Yeah. Yeah. Bomb. All right. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Two points to everybody. <laughs> that was pretty easy. 
I figured that one would be pretty easy. But yeah, this would be uh, Oppenheimer. Yeah, I have become death destroyer of words. Yeah, worlds. Yep. yeah. which yeah. is like chilling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but a great nickname to have. Destroyer Twitter bio. Destroyer of Worlds or Oppenheimer. <laughs> Julia, doesn't your brother have that tattooed on his body somewhere? <laughs> Probably. Yeah, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me. Quotes taken out of context, just littering just his, on his body. <laughs> yeah. Poetic. All right. Uh, two points to everyone there. Uh, question number six. Last question of the game. Maybe one of the most ridiculed inventions of its kind. This was originally designed for a new type of software for children. Claims for why it has become so mainstream is because, quote, they like it. It's as simple as that. It isn't complicated. It isn't sophisticated. It isn't like a newspaper. It's just fun. And that's why people like it. For a children's game? Uh, This was originally designed for a new type of software for children. Maybe one of the most ridiculed inventions of its kind. Invention is kind of a strong word. (laughs) Um, Maybe one of the most ridiculed creations. Is it paint? (laughs) (laughs) Just the general concept of paint. (laughs) No, the little one that that always came uh, pre-downloaded on computers. MS Paint. Paint, Uh, No, but this was designed for another... Microsoft, uh, I think unknown or largely unknown, probably not used anymore, uh, piece of software. Julia. Julia. Is it Clippy? Not Clippy. <laughs> oh, that's a good guess, That'd though. That'd be good, though. That's a good guess. Is uh, it Kid Lauren. Picks? Lauren. Oh, sorry. It's okay. Is it uh, Minesweeper? Not Minesweeper. Oh, okay. Is it, sorry, Stu, is it yeah. Kid Picks? Uh, if you remember picks. what that is. <laughs> Yeah, that was like a was like a Broderbund software or something. I think so. Yeah, I yeah. mean, it came bundled with Microsoft eventually, yeah. but yeah, yeah, it was basically Microsoft Paint, but more fun. <laughs> <laughs> no, I had to be a little obscure. So this was primarily for uh, MS Bob, which was essentially a what? creative. Miss Bob. Essentially, a creative comic strip maker. Uh, and this would be uh, simple, not complicated, not sophisticated, not like you see in a newspaper. It's just fun. Uh, this would be the Comic Sans font. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. Oh, that's a good question. That is I good. Guess. Yeah. That was solid, my dude. <laughs> I've never heard of MS Bob. <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I hadn't heard either of until Bob. I looked no. at it. Uh, yeah, it was apparently like a software directed towards children to like kind of learn some of the copy and paste and mouse techniques, but more of like a a comic book creator thing. That's really cool. It's just fun. It's just just fun. fun. That's why we love it. (laughs) Um, It was a program. MS Bob was basically a more streamlined and simple interface for windows 3.1 and 95. So nice directed for kids, but, uh, yeah, that is it. That is the end of the game. Uh, myself with four points, Stu with eight points, and then uh, 13 to 15 to 17 is Lauren with 13, Rachel with 15, Julia winning with 17 points. Yay! Nice job. Great job, everybody. These were great questions. Yeah, great questions, oh, yeah. everyone. Solid, you solid game. Mm-hmm. This was super fun. 
Uh, all right, that is the end of the game, and uh, we can get some picks where each game, a couple of us give a movie, game experience, or something cool like that we recommend. And uh, all I heard was to be prepared. So I'm just going to turn the floor over to the misinformation crew. <laughs> all right. We have the best movie to pick best for movie. everybody. Best movie pick. You better put this on your website. All right. right <laughs> so it's a celebration of life, of yes. bodies, One, of, two. of women, Three. of men, of all, Four. of all... <laughs> All genders and fluids and sexuality. Sizes. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Do you like dancing? Do you like. (laughs) Do you like beautiful people? Yes. Then we've got the movie for you. Oh, do you have, do you like an incredible soundtrack? Do you like a movie that's based on Homer's The Odyssey? Yes, of course you do. Do you like buddy road trip movies? Of course you do. Yeah then this movie is for everybody. That's, and the movie we're talking about, of course, is Magic, Magic Mike, Mike XXL. 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 Oh my God, yes. The greatest movie ever made starring Channing Tatum. <laughs> Stu, don't, <laughs> sh- don't cover your eyes, I'm, Stu. It's I'm great. Laugh- I'm just covering my eyes because I'm laughing you so You should much. open them up wider because you want to get that Magic Mike XXL goodness deep yes. in those brain jellies. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> The never rules. <laughs> never again do I want to hear a movie trailer that starts in a world. I just want to hear, do you like body shapes? Do you like basic shapes? Do you like noises? Do you like things for your eyeballs? Well, do we have a thing that might fit those categories? It doesn't matter if you are straight, gay, non-binary, asexual, any of those things. There is something in this movie that you can be like, yes. Julie and I saw it three times in theaters. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then we have seen it easily 10 times since then. Yes. Um, it is the greatest movie ever made. It's funny. <laughs> it's poignant. It's about friendship. It's about love. It's like and a solid a- 100 minutes too, which is yeah. the perfect movie length. You don't need to have seen the first Magic Mike in order no. to enjoy in, the second in, Magic Mike. In fact, I would recommend you do not. Just go straight into Magic Mike XXL. XXL blind. only. Yes, XXL only. Also, uh, at the end of the, the movie, they're like, let's put on a show. And then they put on a show. It's so good. <laughs> I will it's a great never movie. not. It's a great movie. I will never not sing the praises of Magic Mike XXL the rest of my life. It's going to be the last words I say out of my mouth as I'm dying. I'm going to be like, <laughs> hey, I should watch Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> And then I perish. <laughs> so please watch it. It's worth it. That's All right. <laughs> that was the Brian, greatest pick I've ever yes, heard. You're gonna watch it, or I might do it under duress from Rachel. Gonna watch it. I mean, I don't think we have a choice. No, you definitely Good, should. Honestly, right. uh, my husband watched it and he loved it. That's it's awesome. funny. It's just it, yeah, yeah. It's just funny. It's a great, great movie. All right. <laughs> Wait, is it, when did it come out? 2015. Okay. Yeah, the year I turned 30 because uh, it came out three days before I turned 30. And Julia was like, we're taking the day off. <laughs> we're going to go see it. We're it getting ice best. cream and we're going to watch Magic Mike <laughs> That's exactly what we did. That's all nice. you need to do. Awesome. Yeah, <laughs> we'll figure it out. Let's watch it. 
Awesome. <laughs> I know what I'm doing this weekend. I'm hold you to that. <laughs> Magic Mike. Do Rachel, X- we X-L. are gonna du- we are gonna check in with you and make sure. Please <laughs> you need to email Please us. Do. Yeah, email <laughs> us. Give us a. You know what? If you if you get the chance, give us a quick play by play. I did this. Oh my gosh, I did this. Great. His eyes got big here. Yeah. <laughs> we'll make it happen. You know, we've been trying awesome. to do like a, a trivia uh, movie club type thing, which we just never got off the ground. Start with XXL. Start with that. Idea. Yep, that's it. I don't think you can go up from there, though. Why start small when you can start XXL? That's your tagline, <laughs> me dude. That's what I'm talking about. Make it happen. The juices Bring are some, flowing. Juices are flowing. Bring some joy into your life. <laughs> Boom. Uh, Rachel, you also have a pick. I didn't know I was doing a pick tonight. Um, I thought, sorry, I, I can go. That's okay, I, I got one. Yeah. I mean, we can do a second okay, pick. Is it Magic Mike like XXL art? again? Do you like fashion? Do you, do like, you like beautiful heights? women? Beautiful, smart sorry, women. <laughs> this is our second favorite movie. Like, up against Magic Mike XXL. Do you like heists where no one gets hurt? That's my favorite genre of movie, Lauren. It's Julie's favorite genre of movie. Then you need to watch Ocean's, Ocean's Eight. Eight. Oh, I want to see it. I it's so good. Is, I haven't seen it yet, but I do want to see it. It's excellent. Too. Rihanna. Okay. Kate Blanchett. Sandy. Kate Blanchett. You got Mindy um, Kaling. Sarah Paulson. Aquafina. Aquafina. <laughs> you love to see it. Beautiful clothes. Beautiful jewelry. Great one-liners. Uh, a throwback to the Oceans movies. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's great, though. Oh, go see it. Honestly, rent that one, too. Well, while they're on that line, Ryan, I did come up, and I did recall my pick, which is... Do you like ships? <laughs> do you like art? <laughs> yeah. Do you like ships? Do you like things that explode? Do you, do you like, like general spy nouns? movies? Do you like humor? Do you like things that are totally impossible but actually happened? Well, then I have the music f- movie for you. Magic Mike XXL. <laughs> no, but that is a movie for you. <laughs> no, I suggest you watch the movie Spy. Yes! It's a terrible movie yes! and one of my favorites. Ryan doesn't like it, but he's wrong. Oh, it's so good. Because it's the best. It's so good. It's so good. Melissa McCarthy. Killing yes. it dead. Killing Jason dead. Statham playing. First of all, I watch anything with Jason Statham, but Jason 100%. Statham as like a bumbling like caricature of of spy movies is yeah ah great movie. So we good. laugh through the whole thing. So good, fabulous. You should watch it. It's good. So now everyone has a lineup for their next four, three movie nights. We're going into Thanksgiving. Uh, if you need some movies, some fa- well, family won't be involved because it's COVID. Stay take take the pandemic seriously. Do what you need also, to do. But and your also, your grandma will probably like Magic Mike XXL. Um, <laughs> or I, I, do also, get her as involved. a note, your your grandma probably will like will like it. But um, as a someone who watched the first Magic Mike with her mother, um, I highly recommend against it. Not because it's not good, but because you can't fully enjoy it. <laughs> no, and also there's like an entire penis in it. Like yeah, in the like, first one, not the second one. one. Not the second Don't one. Don't worry. <laughs> no unnecessary. No, no bad nudity. No unnecessary in- peen. No unnecessary <laughs> second peen. one. Exactly. <laughs> 
family friendly for our listeners of the show who do listen with their families. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, you're going to have to introduce every pick like this from now on. Sorry. Yeah, I mean, We've started sorry. a trope here. We've set a precedent. Do I'm, you I'm like general for- nouns? Do you like creative adverbs? <laughs> Liquids, you they're like great, right? Things. It works. It I'm, makes it exciting. I'm definitely going to use this for my next pick. It's going to be amazing. Good. Thank you, Stu. Thank you. All Thank right. you, Stu. Well, you have your Thanksgiving movie slate for the weekend going into the holidays. So uh, if you have a pick that can top that, uh, send it our way or any trivia topics. Uh, we have some trivia topics we're excited that have been user submitted that we're hoping to get to soon. Uh, email those to things wrong at gmail.com. Check out things wrong.com for all the past episodes and everything. Uh, also, leave a review on iTunes, please. It would be nice. Definitely yeah. do that, everybody. Yeah, it's important. It's important. It is. We just got past elections, and when it comes to podcasts, you have a voice, and you can use it, so rate good. things that are wrong, rate misinformation, tell them right. your favorite things about the shows. Uh, our next episode will come out around mid-December, so stick tuned for that, and uh, thanks for the team here, Stu and Rachel, and uh, thank you, Lauren and Julia. Misinformation. Uh, tell everyone about the show, where they can find it. Also, new episode on Tuesday, which has... Again, this has been all going towards Rachel. Uh, what is Tuesday's episode about? Uh, we have a cheese along episode coming. Yeah. Oh my god! So yeah. um, we made like a throwaway joke this spring that we were like, I don't know, should we just like eat cheese and do a podcast? Oh and when that episode got, came out, we got we got more, more feedback, feedback from listeners than anything else we've ever done. They're like, yeah, hell yeah, we're gonna eat cheese with you. And we were like, what are they talking about? And then we remembered <laughs> that we, you know, said something. So yeah. we did it, guys. We re- we were we sat down with four cheeses and we did a podcast mm-hmm. about it. We we've sent out our shopping cool. list for everybody so that you can get yeah. your stuff ahead of time. Um, so you can just sit down and, and enjoy that. So if you're doing your your tiny socially distanced um, Thanksgiving and you just need an activity to do, uh, and that involves just sitting down with a hunk of cheese and listening to our dulcet <laughs> tones coming out your Perfect. coming out your headphones, uh, we are here for you. Yeah, you just describe my ideal evening. Yes. Perfect. So get ready to cheese along with us. That's amazing. misinformation. Misinformation is so fancy. They have a tasting menu with their episodes. For <laughs> the God's first sake. time ever. <laughs> <laughs> a full sensory experience. That yes. Yeah. Is awesome. Well, I'm definitely so check excited. out. Uh, what's the website and everything? Triple dub dot misinfopod.com. Um, we're also pr- on pretty much any place you get your podcasts these days. Um, and then you can find us on Twitter at misinfopod and we're also on Facebook. Nice. Love it. Definitely check them out. Uh, yeah. Be safe for Thanksgiving. Again, take this virus seriously. We'll get there. Uh, and until the next episode, we will see you later. Bye. Bye. Everybody. Bye. Bye.